Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of On the Sidelines. I'm your host, Cameron Capobianco. And joined by me is a guy who also used to play for Toronto FC. You may remember a couple months ago, we used to, we did an interview with Dwayne De Rosario. Now we have from the inaugural TFC season, Andrea Lombardo. Andrea, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. So we're going to get into, the, obviously, that inaugural Toronto FC season. We're going to get into a bit of you playing in, in uh, Serie A with uh, Atalanta. But my first question for you is, what made you want to get into professional soccer? I mean, it, I, I was always playing as a kid. Um, you know, I, just like, you know, many Canadians, I grew up, uh, you know, my, my parents registered me in, in soccer, you know, the, the, the son of, of, Italian, uh, of Italian immigrants. And, you know, just kind of, developed a love for the game and, you know, eventually developed a, a pretty good skill level with the game as well. Um, so, you know, when I got to being an early teenager, um, you know, I started getting selected for my regional team, my provincial team. And then eventually when I was 14, I was uh, selected to my first uh, national team, youth national team camp with, uh, with Canada. And that's where I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe, maybe I can make a, go of this and you know make it a make it a career and and try and go pro um and so at the time i you know there were no mls teams here in in canada so um you know my dad and i uh we sorted out my my papers i had to have an italian passport um which kind of facilitated a move overseas when when i was going on trial with various clubs and um, you know, just a love for the game is why I wanted to be a pro. I mean, it, it always seemed like a, a really cool job, to be honest with you. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's really what uh, what got me into it. And it wasn't just for the money. It was always all for the love of the game and that stuff, which was really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, at the time, I mean, you know, fame and money was kind of, you know, secondary. It's kind of things that come along with it if you end up going to a certain level. I, I never made it that far. Um, but, you know, it wasn't really my driver. I really just loved the competition. I'm a super competitive guy and, and I love the sport. And so, you know, all the, you know, kind of perks that came along with it, those were just bonuses. Um, but, you know, definitely not for the fame and the fortune, but more so for the, for the love of the game. Absolutely. Were there any players growing up that maybe you idolized that you took some of their uh, their uh, model of the game and put it into your own style of play? Yeah, I mean, I definitely idolized Alessandro Del Piero. I'm a big Juve fan. Um, I've been a Juve fan my whole life since I was a kid. My dad was a Juve fan. My brothers are Juve fans. Um you know, I wouldn't say I necessarily modeled my game after him too much because I was, you know, we're very different players. I definitely don't play like him. Um, so I was just more so he was my favorite player. I was in awe watching him, you know, on the weekends, you know, went back when said, yeah, all the games were on Sundays. So, you know, Sundays were spent just watching Serie A and, and watching uh, Juve and watching Del Piero do his thing. So um, definitely one of the players I idolized most growing up. Um, but I wouldn't say I modeled my game too much after him because I was, I was never the most, uh, you know, skillful, uh, like him player that, that wasn't really my, uh, my forte. Well, Hey, that makes two Juventus fans. Cause I'm also one as well. Nice, nice. I grew up, uh, I grew up a big fan around that era when Del Piero, Buffon and, uh, Pavel Neviet and, um, grew up around Juventus all my life. And like you said, Sundays were also meant, were meant for watching city. Yeah. So that's what I would usually spend my Sundays watching. Nice. But let's talk about Serie A, where you actually did start most of your career, I believe. You started with Atalanta, you played for AC Perugia, and you played for Rieti. 
Um, what was it like bouncing from team to team in Serie A? Yeah, so uh, basically my journey, like when I, so when I was a youth player here, you know, I, I was, I was getting called to, um, you know, almost every national youth national team camp. Um, so I needed to find somewhere to play stable club soccer and take my game to, I, to the next level. I wanted to keep getting picked for, you know, uh, um, CONCACAF qualifying tournaments. There was the U20 World Cup in 2005. Um, even though, I, you know, it was two years up from my age group, I was in the mix of getting selected um, as well as uh, then the 2007 World Cup here in Canada. So in order to continue, continue getting selected for Canada, I definitely knew that I needed to, you know, get out of local club soccer here, you know, back then it was the OISL here in Ontario um, and, and take my game to the next level. Um, so I ended up, you know, initially I actually went on trial with Man City. I had signed a youth contract with them, moved there for three months and I was living there with a family and their three kids and everything. Um, but then they had told me that, you know, three months later, I moved there in July, October time. They're like, hey, your, your transfer didn't come through, so you're going to have to go back. So I was super bummed out at the time. And then um, I ended up going over to uh, a couple other trials with Modena, and I didn't catch on another trial with Coventry over in England. Um, and then finally, it, it's actually like a really fluke chance that I signed for uh, Atalanta. And I, and I love sharing this story because – we, you know, we had reached out through um, a family friend of my dad who was in Italy and they kind of had a, a feeder club to Atalanta. So think of it as like, you know, Vaughn Soccer Club, for example, here in Toronto feeds a lot of players to TFC Academy. So the connection that we had there with Atalanta was through a similar connection who was at like a local club. So anyways, they shared my CV over with the academy director and they're like, yeah, he can come and train for a day. And we're like, you know, a day, you know, a one day tryout, um, you know, and, and it's not the best kind of situation that you want to go into, you know, going, you know, a, a, an overseas journey, flight expenses, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, my dad was like, you know, I have my sister who lives in Milan, which is very close to Bergamo. Um, so, you know, we'll just make a trip of it. Let's go visit and, and you just, you know, bring your soccer shoes and you'll go train. So I went to train on the Monday with their Allievi, uh, Allievi Regionali team. Um, which is kind of like, I think you 16 or you 15, sorry. Um, and on the Monday, they're like, okay, come back on the Tuesday. So on the Tuesday, I, I went back to train again and they're like, okay, we're off tomorrow, but come back on Thursday. We're playing a, a you know, a friendly game uh, against the older team, against the Alevi Nazionali. So go back on the Thursday, you know, we, we're losing one, nothing against the older team. I get in the game as a striker. Uh, I score two goals. We end up we end up winning two one in that you know little inter uh, club friendly, and I, right at the end of the session, the academy director is like, "Hey man, we're going to sign you. Go back to Canada and you know get your stuff and you'll move here." So this was like in March. Um, I moved there in in July um, uh, uh, for the start of the next season. So you know it just goes to show you where sometimes you you need to take your chance, and you know one day trial turned into something um, awesome. So. I moved over there and I, and I spent time with their Primavera team. So their reserve team for two seasons. Um, and uh, at the time, you know, now Atalanta is a, is a huge, you know, pre has a huge presence. They're, you know, making champions league year over year, uh, not this year probably, but they, they've been doing, they've been making big noise, a big, big noises. Um, and back then they just used to be kind of like a, they, they were known for their amazing Academy and going up and down from Serie A to Serie B kind of like, 
um, developing players, playing them, and then selling them on. So um, at the time when I joined them, they were in Serie A, and I was with the, the Primavera. Then the second year I was there, they were in Serie B. They had gotten relegated. And so the second year, around October, I started training with the first team as a 19-year-old. Um, I, I got into my first uh, game at Bari um, in Serie B. And, um, and, and so it was amazing. It was a really, really um, fantastic experience, you know, something that will stay with me for forever. Um, and then once I had signed my contract, they, um, you know, as it's as it's pretty customary in Italy, the reserves end at a certain age. And so then what they do is they loan you out to lower division teams. So Atalanta held my rights. I had a contract with them. Um, so they were like my parent club, but then they would lo they loaned me out to Perugia for a six month loan stint, which was awesome. Perugia is a beautiful city. You know, they were in Serie A once upon a time, beautiful stadium. Um, and then I spent six months uh, at Rieti, uh, which was in, in third division as well. Um, and that was more of like a smaller town. Like, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody, 5,000 seat stadium. Um, and at the time then, BMO Field was being constructed. I was following closely the, the development here. TFC was launching and, you know, my youth coach, um, was part of the coaching staff, the original coaching staff at TFC. And he's like, hey, you know, any interest in, in coming back? We're looking for young Canadians to build this roster for the expansion side. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let, you know, let's do it. I, this is super exciting. I'm, I was about to play in the World Cup in the summer with Canada. Then to be part of the, you know, the inaugural expansion team, you know, um, definitely, you know, once in a lifetime things that uh, that will stay with me forever and that I'll be able to tell my kids, you know, when they when they get a little bit older. That's an amazing story, number one. Uh, we're going to get back into TFC in just a bit. We'll talk about that first expansion season. But I just want to go bring up something that came up a little earlier, which was we talked about your favorite player, which is Alessandro Del Piero, who played for Juve. My question for you is, what was it like playing against the big clubs in Serie A, such as AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus, um, Lazio? Like, what, what was it like for you playing against these big clubs? Yeah, it, you know what? It was kind of surreal at the moment because growing up seeing them on TV, I mean, I never personally got to play against their first teams in their big stadiums, um, but I did play against all of their youth teams. So, you know, I guess the most the most surreal moment for me was kind of we, had, we were playing an away game with the Primavera against Juve. Um, at their training center. Um, and that was the same team that had like Marquisio, Jovinko. But at the time, these guys hadn't ex hadn't like kind of exploded onto the scene yet. Um, they were really big. They had really big names for them in Italy as up and comers. Like everybody on our, you know, everybody on the youth teams knew about them and were talking about them. But the surreal moment was kind of when we went to play them. And, you know, with the Primavera, sometimes when people from the first team get injuries in order to get their match fitness back, they'll they'll get games and they'll go play games with the Primavera team just to get their conditioning back. So we show up to the an away game uh, at Juve and, you know, I'm starting at striker for Atalanta and all of a sudden, like, you know, I see the team sheet I'm, or sorry, I'm warming up actually. And I see like Mark Juliano there who, you know, it's a pretty old name. Like, you know, I don't know how young your viewers, your, your listeners might be. Um, but Mark Giuliano had a great career and, and he was a, a really uh, good center back. Had a, you know, was a, was a journeyman Serie A player and played for Juve for a long time. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going up against Mark, Mark Giuliano today. You know, I was just watching him the other day on, uh, on, on or, or sorry, the other last year on TV. And, and now all of a sudden I'm going to be, you know, 
you know, bumping elbows with him, you know, striker, center back going up right against him. So, you know, Jovinko ended up, ended up carving us, I think for three goals that game and we lost four one. Um, but uh, it was, it was a great experience, you know, playing against all those big teams. You know, I have a bunch of memorabilia that, you know, I swapped uh, with them um, that, 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 you know, I keep and, and that I have. So, it was really amazing seeing their facilities, seeing the, these players, um, you know, even Atalanta, something that, you know, I didn't really know because I didn't follow Atalanta closely before I signed for them. They have a really big heated derby with Brescia. Um, and so playing in that, in that derby, even at the Primavera level, it was very, it was very heated. It was a very felt, you know, fans and ultras would come and watch the games. Uh, because it was like a derby game, even though it was a Primavera game. So it, it was a, it was honestly like something I'll never forget. It was, it was an amazing experience. Absolutely. And like you said, Sebastian Jovinko, now probably one of the biggest names in Italian football from the past maybe 10 years, but beforehand, nobody really knew who he was. Even some people actually didn't know who he was when he was at Juve, like at, on the first team, which was weird, funny until he made that impact in, with Toronto FC and MLS that year they won it all in 2017. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every when I was in Italy, everybody knew about Jovinko. He was like, he was a hot name. Um, you know, the knock on him was always his height. Um, but like playing against him firsthand at the youth level as a young player, you know, when when players are young and they're smaller in stature, you're like, oh, is their game going to translate to the professional level? Can they make it at the next level? despite their size. Um, but I can say firsthand, like when we played against him, you know, it was impossible. It was impossible to, to get him. He was so like slippery and elusive his, and, and so his, his low center of gravity, his change of pace. Um, it was just, it, it was very impossible to deal with him. He was a huge threat. Um, and so maybe, you know, a lot of people didn't really know about him maybe here, but over there at the youth level, he was always with like the youth national team. So he was an up and coming star, for, like most definitely in, in the youth Italian circuit when I was there back in like 2005, 2006. Absolutely. Yeah. So in 2007 was the inaugural Toronto FC season, which you were a part of. Um, what was it like being on that first Toronto FC team? You know, it, it's, I was really, I was really lucky and fortunate. I mean, in the sense where I got to be part of this experience that, you know, will forever stay with me. You know, I had my face, seeing my face on the inaugural season tickets on, on one of the tickets. I still have them here at home with me. Um, you know, it, it's something that will forever, you know, be etched in history, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now when hopefully, you know, Toronto FC gets to maybe try see, you know, your Maple Leafs gear behind you over there. Maybe they get to that same status once, you know, soccer is still relatively new here in North America. The MLS only started in 96. TFC only started in 2007, you know, in comparison, Juve, for example, goes back. A lot of Italian clubs, pro clubs in Europe go back to the early 1900s, late 1800s. So, you know, it's something really cool that, you know, right now, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And maybe I, I think maybe even like 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, it, it will be even cooler to be able to have this, you know, memorabilia, have this, these memories um, and, and made some great friends along the way as well. Like we were, we were a, a group of guys that, you know, we didn't perform too well on the field. We were an expansion team. Um, so we had our growing pains like many expansion teams do, but 
we we were we were a very close knit group and we were all super excited to be part of this like you know new project at the time it was the only mls team in canada so we were essentially you know kind of like the jays in a way representing an entire country this was the launch of professional soccer in canada you know we had the links the toronto links before we the impact was around as well in the a league um but this was this seemed like it was different it was the mls was a bigger beast and and it, it was uh, truly a truly a an amazing experience and let's bring up one of the biggest things in that inaugural season was obviously the danny dikio first goal uh for toronto fc what was the atmosphere like when that ball crossed the line, when you all celebrated that first ever Toronto FC goal that's now monumented on the wall of fame at BMO field? Yeah, it was, it was, it was chaos. I mean, the seat cushions came flying down. I still, I still see to this day, sometimes like people will send me a um, YouTube clip of the first goal. They, they stumble upon it, you know, just randomly. And you can see me like I was on the bench that game, not, not playing. Uh, and you see me like, and a bunch of other guys from the bench, like jumping up and down, going crazy in the, in, in the screen, in the shot of the screen. So, you know, it, it was absolute chaos. The, 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 um, the atmosphere at BMO in the first couple of years, I think was really something that took the MLS by, by surprise. And, and it was really, the first like raucous, truly crazy atmosphere. It was a soccer specific stadium, you know, and even now it's even better because, you know, the, the, they made the, they did the renovations on the stadium. There's the roof, the sound stays in a bit more, um, you know, TFC went through those growing pains in the first couple of years. And then obviously we know the success that they had later on in the later, you know, 2010s here. Um, so, you know, it, it was, BMO was was bumping every week. People were just happy to be out and be at a professional soccer game in, in Canada. So my next question for you is, as a guy who also represented uh, Canada, you witnessed Toronto FC um, win the MLS Cup. You witnessed Canada make history by in for 36 years when they just qual- recently qualified for the 2022 World Cup. And you also witnessed, as an Italian yourself, you witnessed Italy win the Euro Cup. Um, what was it like as a guy who's played in Italy, as a guy who has represented Canada himself, and as a guy who's also represented Toronto FC, what's it like seeing these teams now win these big trophies? It, you know, I, now that you say it out loud, I kind of feel spoiled a little bit. You know, there's there's sports fans who go their whole lives and supporters who go their whole lives and they never witness their teams, um, you know, win trophies and, and you know, they – I worked closely with a West Brom fan and he was just like, yeah, you know, I support and it's my local team, but you know, I don't expect much. And, you know, I, I feel kind of, I feel kind of spoiled where, you know, growing up an Italian Canadian, I got to witness, you know, the world cup win in 2006, the Euro cup win recently, um, you know, and, and I myself got to play in the U 20 world cup in, you know, in both 2005 and 2007 over in Holland and, uh, you know, playing against Italy in the group stage there. That was amazing. I played against one of my teammates on Atalanta who was on the Italian team as I was on Atalanta at the time. Um, so I was featured on an article on FIFA.com together with him. And it, it, it's, I just feel super lucky that I'm able to, you know, uh, have all these memories and, and sometimes you take them, you take them for granted. Um, you know, I, I my, my career ended really, really early and, and earlier than I would have liked. Um, 
and my wife always kind of reminds me and she's like, you know, Hey, a lot of people would kill just to have one of the experiences or play in one of those games that you played in. Like the fact that you were even able to do those things is a huge accomplishment in, in, in and of itself. So I feel super lucky, man. I was at BMO when they recently qualified, you know, seeing guys like Kamal Miller for Canada, uh, Alistair Johnston, especially doing, you know, I've been coaching with Vaughn soccer club since 2011. I've, I've, you know, played with and coached some of those guys. Um, You know, soccer's come a long way and I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, how the world cup goes in, in, in in the fall or, or I guess the winter here coming up for Canada and, you know, saving my money for, for 2026. You know, I have a, a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son right now. So come 2026, they'll, they'll be a little bit older and, um, you know, try, we'll, we'll be following whoever we need to follow around and, and, and super excited for, for the world cup here. You know, I, I, I really liked what John Herman said at the draw is like, you know, this world cup is, you know, obviously they want to do well, but laying the foundation for the next World Cup that is being hosted here in Canada. And you can see how soccer takes off after you host a World Cup. USA 94, MLS was launched in, in 96. And now, you know, I think TFC's MLSE bought bought into MLS for a $10 million franchise fee, I think. And I think like now the franchise fees are like north of like three, 400 million to join the league. So the, the growth has just been crazy. And, and, you know, I don't want to forget about the CPL either, the local league here where, you know, it definitely has a place in the pyramid. A guy like myself, after being released from TFC, I, I could have definitely benefited at the time from a league like the CPL to sort of, you know, hopefully relaunch my career and, and, and keep it going. But um, you know, the fact that we have it here, we, we, we should be very excited and supporting it just as much as, as, as TFC. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to bring up the point you made about you also coach at Vaughn soccer club after you were done one and done at Toronto FC, you, when you took this role up as a coach, what was the transition like for you going from on the pitch as a striker to now on the sidelines, no pun intended to the title of the show of, uh, (laughs) of a coach. Yeah. You know what? It was really difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, uh, for a very long time, I would say that, you know, I had a lot of, um, anger and regrets when it came to my career. You know, it started really quickly and then it ended really quickly as well. So you always think about, you know, what could I have done differently if I made this decision? Like, you know, if I made this decision instead of this decision, you know, would things be different? But, you know, you can sit and discuss the butterfly effect all you want. The, the, the reality is, you know, everything would be different if you change one thing, one small thing in the past. So the, the transition was difficult um, from a from a mental perspective for me. Um, but it was also an easy one, if that makes any sense, because, uh, you know, I'm in my element when I'm on the soccer field. It's, it's what I love to do. It's where I love to be. And so, you know, giving back to the next generation, it was kind of like therapeutic for me to, to be able to do that. Um, but, and it was also a learning experience. You know, you go from being a player where, you know, you show up, eat your breakfast, like as a pro, you eat your breakfast, you train, then you go home and then you become a coach. And even a coach at the youth level, you're like, wow, I don't, I didn't even know all the work that goes behind the scenes to, you know, developing and preparing a training session. You know, there's, you know, studying, there's film watching, there's, um, you know, preparing 
you know, weeks in advance, months in advance. Okay, what is my topic? It, you know, it's really, um, it, it really is like being a teacher in in the school where, you know, you don't just show up one day, you have your lessons, they're planned. And so that was a big learning curve for me as a young guy. It's like, okay, you know, there, this isn't just show up with a bag of balls and cones and, you know, I know soccer. I used to be a player. Well, no, like you got to learn how to be a coach now. Um, so I did my, you know, my, my U S license for, for coaching uh, my national B license to sort of formalize and give myself some good theory behind how to structure yourself to be a coach. Um, and, and that, that was a big learning curve as well. So, you know, it was, it was hard and easy at the same time, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, 100% it does. Yeah, I've witnessed coaches go through the same thing. Like, they even they think that it's just, like, putting down cones and that stuff, when really it's not all about just putting down cones and making us, like, run drills, like, dribble the ball through cones and that stuff. So I understand completely where, where it comes from in that. So, Andre, my last question for you is, what are some pieces of advice you can give to younger kids, young adults who want to follow in your footsteps, play either at the MLS level, represent their uh, their country at the international level, or potentially even playing in one of the big five, big five leagues, such as City. I would say just, it takes a lot of hard work. Um, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of sacrifices. Um, so, you know, my advice to them is make sure you're ready to put in the work, make sure you're ready to sacrifice. Um, you know, there's a lot of personal sacrifices to be made. I, you know, when the, a lot of my friends were spending, you know, their evenings out at the movie theaters and stuff like that as a teenager, you know, I was playing and, and my best friends to this day and the best memories that I have to this day were, were, were on the soccer field or, or people that I've played soccer with. So, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices that go into it and you have to ask yourself, is that something that I'm really willing to do? And then the other piece is, is just to be ready. You, you don't know when you're going to get an opportunity, you know, to go back to the, you know, off the top here, when I was talking about my one day tryout at Atalanta, you really never truly know when you're going to get an opportunity or who's watching. So to, you know, young players out there, it's all about having a good attitude each and every training session and each and every game and getting something out of it and, and improving, you know, to say, to, to be able to go to leave that session or to leave that game saying, you know, today I gave a hundred percent and, you know, I learned something or, you know what, today I only had it at 90% in me, but I still learned something, you know, tomorrow I need to do this better. Um, but just to have a great attitude because, you know, any coaches or any scouts that are watching, you know, they're going to be looking at your body language. They're going to be looking at, you know, your attitude. If, you know, you might not have started a game, but you came in as a sub. Well, what's your attitude like? Is it positive? Is it negative? Are you angry that you didn't start? So, you know, all of these things need to come together. It's not enough just to be skillful. You have to, you know, be willing to sacrifice, work hard. You have to be willing to take your opportunity when it comes. Um, and, you know, when you, if you eventually get there, then just remember that, you know, that's just the start of your journey because as quickly as you get there, things could end as well because there's a ton of people right behind you trying to get where you are and take your spot as well. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a results oriented business where you need to keep performing, not only once you get, not only to get there, but also when you get there. Um, and so you need to continue to be, to put in the good work. And lastly, I would say, you know, for the young players, think about also developing as a, a you know, 
uh, a young human being. You want to, you know, obviously you want to get to where you want to go if you have those kind of aspirations, but you also want to be a good teammate. You also want to be a good player to your coach. Like I said, have a great attitude because those are the types of players who, you know, coaches want on their team and teammates want on their team with them. Um, so, you know, there's no magic formula that it's different for everybody, but you know, you, you need a little hard, you need a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of perseverance, a lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of luck as well. Um, and if all those things come together, then, you know, it's very difficult to make it, but if you do, then, you know, the rewards are, are, are tremendous. Absolutely. Andre, thank you so much for joining me today on this interview. I really did appreciate talking to you as a guy who watched you during that inaugural TFC season, who obviously like looked up to you and that stuff. I want to say thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure chatting with you and hopefully we can chat again in the future. Sounds good. No, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Guys, Andrea Lombardo. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Andrea Lombardo. I couldn't talk right there. Cause I was just so still excited. I had to get all this excitement out of me. <laughs> um, Andrea Lombardo, former Toronto FC player from the inaugural Toronto FC season, who also used to play in city. Uh, I'm Cameron Capobianco and we'll catch you guys next time.